following podcast may contain a dash of popular profanities. Live, is it? Jeez, I'm really fucking loud. Fucking loud. Jeez, I'm really fucking loud. Fucking loud. Episode of I'm already here. Yeah, I like it. We talk games, pick it a buck. Uh, Kyle Von Cubic on the Skype pipe. Hello, hello. What's the etymology of hello? Why do we say hello? I don't know. Let's talk about it for the next half hour. Yeah, let's look this up. We'll wait. Let's go on a field trip. All right. uh, I am Wiggly in the booth. Keith LaRoche. I think I said posh last time. Oh no! Who the fuck is? Yo, Stinky the Game Master sitting high above us. Welcome to Pick It A Buck, where each week you take a dollar, go on a time machine, and you put your name on a dollar, write your name on it a couple million times, see how many see how many times <laughs> you can write your name on a dollar bill, and then try to pass that off at a fast food restaurant. We don't support fast food restaurants around here, just to let you know. No. We had enough of that in Ottumwa, Iowa. We did. Oh my gosh. Every day. Every day. We were day. going loopy. Remember the time I, I tried to, I said, yeah, I have some of those exotic jalapeno poppers. Yeah. 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 Oh, we have to dig them out from the bottom of the freezer. You know how it is with those. No. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, yeah. And why would they offer up that information? Yeah, we're going to go dig it out of the bottom of the freezer. I got to chip the ice away. It's in the Captain America fucking iceberg. They're the fast food restaurant that served latkes, for Christ's sake. Potato the fast food restaurant that serves diarrhea, and I was shocked that you're like, let's stop at Arby's. Like, aren't you a fucking vegetarian? What are we doing stopping at roast beef curtain place? Well, they had jalapeno poppers, they had cheese sticks, and they used to have the latkes. Yeah, but now, they kept falling behind the freezer. I never had a serving of potato latkes that weren't frozen in the middle. <laughs> they were oh, all the hot pocket. They, they were all, hot, scorching hot on the outside, frozen in the inside. They were they were bad. There you go. Whoa! Yeah, did you right. just have them? I shit my pants. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. I, honestly, I love potato pancakes, and you know, here they tasted different than hash browns or whatever. They they actually tasted like potato pancakes, but I swear to gosh, it would be wet and in an ice cube. <laughs> That's what happened with that. So uh, you get in your time machine, put a dollar in there, and then you win a dollar, and you put it in a hat, and hopefully we'll get to pick at the end where I win a dollar. Last week, uh, you gave the clue about watching a cartoon while you shoot things in the eye. And Mm -hmm. my uh, clue was, uh, call attendant, dot, dot, dot. Of course, we're talking about 1994's Jalico Alien Command. Now, you loved this game back when it was in its arcade. I did, and I have a feeling I know why uh, (laughs) you said your clue. This was a uh, half-breed between... An arcade machine, I guess, because it did have a screen up top, but it was an EM machine with a light gun that where you would shoot little uh, mechanical aliens that would come down and try to steal your astronauts. I believe there was um, a total of, I'm going to say six, and uh, there'd be these little plastic astronauts below, and they would, you know, animate a little bit, and then these aliens would uh, come down to try to scoop them up, or UFOs, and you'd have to shoot them in the eye, and uh, there was actually levels that you would progress, and up top, there was a... uh, a television monitor doing some 16-bit cartoons. So I imagine if you try to maim this, you will fail. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's fire it up. <laughs> uh, that's what it says here. I guess I don't have. 
little plastic puppets coming down from the ceiling. <laughs> no hardware error or errors. It has a it has an S in parentheses. Hardware errors is happened. <laughs> Part astronaut twelve switch is jamming. Call attendant. Oh. Dot dot dot. You gotta fi- fix your astronaut. <laughs> That's what the problem is. Mm. But I gotta call the attendant, and then I don't know what else is said after call attendant because it gives us the ellipses. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't know what we're supposed to call them. All right, so I guess we're not going to review 1990 Jellico's Alien Command. I have another one. Okay, go uh, for it. Okay, we have to give our clue for this one. Okay, mine's going to be... Oh, this is a tough one. There's, You know what? I think this game has more clues available than <laughs> any other game that we've reviewed so far. I'm going to say two. I have to, I have to go with two. I'm sorry. My first one's going to be no use... And my second clue is going to be bum rush the geisha hippo. <laughs> All right, mine's going to be punch the dead clown. <laughs> Not the happy clown. Not the happy clown. Okay. All right, so today we'll review instead an SNK game from 2001. Now, what did we have from SNK in 2001? The last uh, time we talked about SNK was the last time we talked about SNK. <laughs> but what was going on around 2001 for them? I mean, 2001, that's kind of recent in arcade history. It is. This it's is a, actually one of the newest titles we've talked about, but there's actually some interesting history about that. You're right. King of Fighters 2001 was out, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, King of Fighters 2001 was out. Uh, yes. Fatal Fury 2001. Art of Fighting 2001. <laughs> Any other game that has a sequel that came Metal out? Metal Slug 2001. Yeah. But today we're going to be talking about Zupa! Zupa! I don't know. It really only just got real Greek. Why does Zupa have an exclamation point? Because it's that exciting <laughs> of a game, I guess. Yes. Let's talk about Zupa and the Zooks. You yes, wanna, let's do we want to? Uh, here's the premise, I guess, is this is an obvious homage, a ripoff of uh, Buster Brothers. A bubble bobble. Bubble bobble. Bubble I, Brothers. Yeah, bubble. I, I got more Snow Brothers out of it. Snow Brothers, Bust, Buster, Buster Brothers, Bubble mm-hmm. bo- Bubble Brothers. What the fuck's the name of that game? Buster Bubble Brothers. <laughs> Buster Move Bubbles. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that a company that would release Bust a Move, Bust a Groove, and Bust a Move, God yeah. damn it, Bubble Busters, would right. release uh, Zoopapa, which is a, a clone of uh, Snow Brothers or a Buster Brothers. You don't know? Fuck, oh, what's it called? Bubble 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 bo- Bobble. Yeah, Bubble Bobble. Balrog is Vega. <laughs> and Vega is uh and bison and yeah. M. bison is Balrog. and and mike tyson is had to be called him <laughs> whoo boy that episode hurt my head trying to figure out who was who and then i don't think we ever settled on really who was who it's ryu right yeah ryu <laughs> ryu was actually ken and ken was actually ryu now what about Vega uh, was ryu oh yeah what about eagle we're getting off of Zupa. Yeah, and the Zooks. So, like I said, this is sort of like a like a Snow Brothers. It's a single, single, single screen, screen action, clear the board. Right. Platformer. Instead of using water, you th- you're Zoopapa, and you throw these little Zooks into people. And the reason I said bum rush is because you can throw these little Zooks that you collect onto <laughs> your enemies, and you could throw up to four of them on, and they beat the crap out of the, your I- enemy. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, I love the attention to detail because the Zooks, which are just like, I guess, you know, we talked about March of the Minis uh, oh, last episode. Right. Not the same mechanic, but you, the March of the Minis are like little Marios. They're little wind-up toys. Now, these aren't wind-up toys, but they're actually small versions of you. And you kind of collect them like Pikmin. And you throw them at enemies like Pikmin. And that's the extent of the relation to Pikmin. There's really nothing else. But you pick them up. They remind me a lot of Rizstar as far as the way yeah. that they're... They are stars, which I found out at the end. So they're this weird abstract vision of what a star would be like if it had like anime eyes and arms and legs. And you pick up your Zooks and you throw them at enemies and you watch them beat the shit out of them <laughs> until you get over there to knock them off the screen. What's funny about it is when they're not picked up they'll have snot bubbles coming out of their nose yeah. they'll juggle they'll keep themselves entertained right. and if you abuse them if you just start throwing them willy-nilly at the wall or something they'll actually run away from you this is a very clever game and very heavy on the haymakers because even zoo papa he has yeah. a mean right cross if you if you don't have any zooks with him he'll give you four upside your head he will punch you <laughs> he will punch a geisha hippo in the face Yes. We talked about uh, a little uh, Liquid Crystal games, and I was saying how fun it was uh, to, in my child's uh, memory of being a, a bad guy in a video game. When I first started playing this game, I felt like I was the bad guy in the, <laughs> in the video game because I'm looking at these enemies, and I'm like, they either have happy faces or indifferent faces. Right, right. No one's coming at you with much anger until like later levels, and that could be because you just spent the last eight worlds beating the shit out of innocent people. <laughs> now they're going to be bad at you. The story is not existent, and you don't need it for this type of game. Right. But there's a lot of cute little enemies. I'm going to go back to Diet Gogo uh, for a second. Uh, the boards are <laughs> set we? pieces, and they're the enemies within those set pieces are in relation to the environment. Right. So in the jungle, for whatever reason, we have geisha hippos and <laughs> lions, and then there's a toy world where we have wind-up toys. Graphically, much better than Diet Gogo. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a Neo Geo game. Right. It's going to look great. Which Neo Geo is your favorite video game, It's correct? my second favorite gaming system. <laughs> <laughs> Turbo Graphics is my, uh, is my first. Right. The NEC uh, line of PC Engine Turbo. I think NEC had the most names, <laughs> different names for their same consoles than any other company. Mm-hmm. Because the they didn't want to sell out. it, so they wanted to make it as confusing <laughs> as possible for people. Yeah. Did they Japanese. have Trip Hawkins at the helm at one point? Oh, my gosh. He hate? No, he said, well, that failed because of everything. Almost <laughs> everyone from we've... the guy who purposely <laughs> jacked up the 3DO to like six ninety nine for perceived value. All right. We love Trip Hawkins, by the way. We do. God bless. Every single game person we interviewed shit on the Turbo Graphics as, hard, as big a pile of pop as they could. Oh, I remember Steve Ritchie set one on fire during his interview. <laughs> he smashed it with a sledgehammer. They completely discredited it as even being a gaming system. Yeah. You know? But And that was the first game that had a, a beautiful one-to-one ability to play the hue cards on a great television screen handheld that, yeah. you know, uh, was, was a th as thick as a brick. You could hurt someone if you threw it at them, but... I mean, it it was pixel perfect, and each pixel had a little resistor in it. It was it. That's what made some of the pixels go out and stuff. But I mean, it, they did such great things with their their system. It was the first successful CD-ROM based system, whereas you know the 
FM towns didn't really, mm-hmm. you know, infiltrate as much as the market. Certainly didn't come to America. No. This came to America. People bought the add-on. It didn't do very well. The Turbo Duo almost made a comeback, but it was it was too little, too late. You know, distribution was the biggest issue. And look at the box art. Well, let's yeah. get back to Zupapa. <laughs> Let's We're go back to Zupapa. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the interesting parts of Zupapa. It's it's basically very easy to explain what this is. We already did. It's it's a, uh, a Snow Brothers um, bobble bu- <laughs> bobble boobles. Are you going to try this again? What is a bobble people called? What are they bo- called? Bubble bobble. <laughs> <laughs> the bubble... <laughs> Just it's, throw to me each time you try to say it. It's a bobble. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's bubble bobble or Snow go. Brothers. So that's the game. You, I don't know what you are. You look like a, a, a paper airplane. You look weird. <laughs> I, I didn't. I. It's not like I knew he was a star at the end. Right. Uh, spoilers. He turns into a star and shoots away. So it's like, oh, I guess he's a star, like Riz Star. Riz Star reads more star than uh, Zupapa does. No, Zupapa is like. Uh, like a bird. He looks like he like looks a, like yeah, he does look he looks like, like a bird. flappy bird. He looks like a bird or some sort of like dinosaur lizard thing. I, right. I don't know. Yeah, he's but it like, doesn't matter because he no. controls really well. And we've talked about this a few weeks back. You feel like you're in control of the sprite, and the sprite has just a good feel about it. I never felt like I wasn't in control. Everything was very smooth, including the background and the music. This is like this. Mm. I don't know if you felt the same way, but for me, the game has like a constant flow. Yeah. So when you're in the world, as you go from stage to stage, the music doesn't stop. It keeps playing. And when you go to the next stage, there's actually this pan from your screen to the next screen. Right. So your background is somehow connected to the next background. It's just... And attention to detail, and it's much appreciated. Now, when I started playing this game, I was like, why is Wiggly having me play this game when uh, Nightmare in the Dark came out the same year? Oh. I thought that'd be, like, up your alley. Uh-huh. But in comparison, this is a better game. And unlike that game, and unlike Snow Brothers, you can jump down. Right, yeah. <laughs> Which, you know... You don't have to fall down. You don't have to fall down, which I guess, you know, for those games is a part of the challenge of play, but that isn't a part of this game. What is a part of this game is these zooks that you collect up to four, you throw them onto the enemies, and then depending on how many you throw to an enemy, there's actually a blast radius. Mm -hmm. So if you throw one, there's a small blast radius, and two, it gets a little bigger, and you do all four, this big blast radius of stars come, and you can clear more enemies out from bigger blast radiuses and collect more points. And that really is the big hook to this game. And also, I love that you have stages, as you mentioned. You go to the different worlds, different levels, different stages. You see, you see the town before you're going to it. And, yeah. and the bosses, of course. Except your right. boss has a hit meter. I like that. Yes. I like the bosses. And as with most titles, the first boss and the last boss are always going to be your most impressive. And the first, like in our type or anything else, are, you know, very, very elaborate first boss. You're like, wow, look at that lobster alien <laughs> thing with the tail and the shootings. And in this one, you fight a, uh, a toy crane. That yeah, which was cool. Really Although cool. I like some of the later bosses. I was yeah. a fan of the, uh, the, the vampire. <laughs> Sure. Well, I like I like them Dracula. all. <laughs> right. I like them all as well. 
But that was very clever of the toy crane to have a heart-looking heart. Even though it looked like a like a Valentine's heart instead of a real heart, it was pumping like a, like a real heart would. Right. And it For was inside reason. of a glass. Yeah. So and that's where you had to hit it. And I just thought that was a really interesting, boss. It would send its claw down. It would pick up a package. You'd get the prize, and then the enemies would come out of the prize. So, uh, but yeah, let's hear about this interesting history because this is kind of a weirdo. Yeah, it is weird because when I first started playing it, I was like, okay, this is fun. 2001. This game's way dated for 2001 and not in a bad, not in a check and pop way. No, just in a game mechanics way, like a, a, right. a genre. I'm like, this This seems like a mid-90s game that Neo Geo would have put out. And uh, with a little bit of research, I found out that, in fact, it is a mid-90s. It actually debuted at a Japanese arcade trade show in 1994, and it was developed by a company called Face. Uh, and then it was never seen from again. Then all of a sudden, in 2001, it was released. And the story reminded me of something that happened recently in the real estate market in Japan where a building was bought and they went to the basement of the building and there was a 1994 arcade that had not been touched. So there was all the machines, the cranes and everything. And when it closed, they shut the doors and forgot about it. And I guess that's what happened in this game. Somebody might have been cleaning out a file room in SNK and said, oh, yeah, Zoopapa, let's put this out. (laughs) It reminds me of uh, Scoot on Over to Scat by Scatman Carruthers. In 2011, they released a song that he had recorded earlier. Mm. Uh, And Scatman, of course, Benjamin Sherman Scatman Carruthers died in 1910. No, he died. He died in 1986. And in 2011, this wonderful song, Scoot On Over to Scats, came out. And I was like, uh, I was was beside myself with joy. It's just Mm. a fantastic song. If you don't know Scatman Carruthers, then what's wrong with you? He was jazz in the Transformers. He was Hong Kong Fooey. He was in uh, the Harlem Globetrotters cartoon. I know that's one of your favorite cartoons. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of Transformers. Yeah. Did you watch this show, The Gobots? <laughs> Tonka tried to, of course, compete with the uh, Hasbro's Transformers with their Gobots. And they were oh, terrible. Oh, I remember the Gobots. <laughs> you you transformed them in like three uh, moves. Some of them so. you just laid on their side. <laughs> so they were a matchbox car. And then when you lifted them up underneath, there was a robot. <laughs> robot face and i know because great grandparents and grandparents were easily duped (laughs) when i was a child but oh my gosh i got the first season of gobots Uh, hanna barbera released it and i don't know when they released it but i had to order it from the hanna barbera uh, store and oh my god there's 30 episodes they only released the first season you will not be able to make it through two of the episodes <laughs> it is it is the most horrible cartoon ever and i love horrible cartoons mm. but this is so hard to get through everything about these programs are wrong because Psykill is of course the the leader of the evil gobots I don't even know the name of the good guy, GoBots. He's a, he's a, like an F-16. So the motorcycles and the scooter and the F-16 and the race car and the helicopter, they're all the same size. <laughs> Except a girl can fly in the UFO who's right. the same size as the scooter that the boy sits on. Uh, so a boy sits on crappy. top of a scooter. <laughs> but a UFO that a girl sitting inside a little cockpit is the same size as the motorcycle 
Oh, and if you remember Psycho, because I mean, he was one of the coolest people to get as the toy Tonka Gobot. You had to take his wheels off and put them on different places. So his hands, you know, I mean, he he didn't really transform as as much as was a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, he had to be taken apart. Yeah. So what's uh, funny too is Transformers the cartoon really wasn't that good of a cartoon. No, because that was rushed as well to try to sell the toys. But this is just oh my gosh. So unwatchable. Kids will watch anything. I, I swear to God, I thought I, it was like the hour premiere. I was only 10 minutes into the show. Mm. I was like, please, make this be over. Like well, I remember the, growing up on the playground and coming in with uh, GoBots in elementary school was like having a fucking scarlet letter <laughs> painted on your chest. You had M written on your shoulder. <laughs> he said, hold still while we beat the shit out of you for bringing in GoBots. <laughs> Speaking of Challenge of the GoBots, why not pick that up for your C64 on Floppy? <laughs> it's on Floppy, everyone. Yeah, Zoot Papa is great. You should play it. It is a true Neo Geo game. It's weird that it when it came out, but, but now it doesn't matter that it mm-hmm. was actually mid-90s game that came out in 2001 because anything that came out on your Neo Geo is going to be older. Right. Yeah. Speaking of UFOs, my favorite aesthetic of UFO is in this game in the uh, future world. It's the little hubcap with the three orbitals on the bottom. And a choo-choo train. And there's your choo-choo trains. And they, again, the enemies have really, like, there's nice attention to detail. The enemies have nice little animations. And the choo-choo train was one of my favorite. He's like this Thomas the Tank Engine looking guy. But then he makes this weird face and puffs steam out of uh, the top of him. It just, again, doesn't do anything with the game mechanic. But it's just a cool little attention to detail. Hey, and what happens yeah. with the uh, the time up, the hurry up thing? Because I, I got oh. two points where it would say hurry up. And I'd see this thing appear. But I didn't let it happen. So is it like a berserk moment with Otto where this thing comes out to kill you? Well, it's like Otto. It's like, you know, the magician that chases you with his magic wand thing. Every time that he started coming out of his magic stars, I won. That's exactly what happened to me. I saw a cape and I thought it was like a vampire. And then later on in the game, you actually defeat a vampire. So I was like, all right, it's not that. So I didn't know what it was. I would even finish out the board unintentionally. Because I would just happen to have the Zooks pop and the, they would do the orbital yeah. with the stars and kill the last two enemies. So I was right. just like, ah, I got to get through this game. So I kept playing. And the game is a lot of fun. So it wasn't like uh, tedious to do that. I was just like, I don't got time to wait for this auto thing. And I just kept going. And in the game, you know, there's no all disassemble. This- <laughs> you collect a couple items. They they make you go faster, throw the, the Zooks faster. And then the rest of the items are these like slot machine fruits because there's the triple seven and then there's the watermelon and the plum and everything. But they look like they were just taken from a slot machine and you just get points from them. So there's nothing really groundbreaking or earth shattering with those items. It's a great game. Try to play your way through it. Try to figure out who hurry up is. Yeah, it's sure. I, <laughs> Write us. Let us know. Stinky at WeTalkGames.com. I'd start playing it now, but, you know, that's usually Kyle's gimmick. <laughs> hey, here goes Johnny Capcom with your tip on Hurry Up. Just the tip. On your Blow Blair blip. Hey, so we're talking about Zupapa this week, or Zupapa, whoever you want to pronounce it. You know, usually I'll let you in through the uh, fourth wall, as it were. Uh, when I'm looking for tips, sometimes I consult the owner's manual. 
and uh, that's not possible this time because I believe if you want to own a copy of this game, you need to be insanely fucking rich. Have you seen them eBay prices? If here's a tip, if you want to play this game, start selling your blood plasma on the darkness. It's the only way, man. Uh, and it's just fucking bubble bobble. I don't get it. Like, it, 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 and there's another game that's expensive. Oh. This is not friendly to the working man, and I refuse. I refuse to entertain it any longer. Uh, yeah, go play a bust a move. That's probably what you wanted to play anyway. All right, bye bye. All right, hey, uh, let me pick the dollar. Each week, Kyle sends in his dollar to uh, pick it a buck, and we put his dollar with his name on it and my dollar with my name on it into a hat, and I shuffle them up and I pick one, and whoever's name I pick out of the hat. Uh, gets the kitty. While you shuffle those dollars, let remind everyone listening to go to wetalkgames.com. It is a conduit to find out what's going on between Tuesday and Sunday. And that conduit will lead you to the social happenings that happen right there on the site. Uh, you can log in with Facebook or your Twitter account or your Windows Live ID, and you can post your own reviews or what you think of the show, which is always appreciated. You can go to our Facebook page. That's always something's going on there uh, just about every day. And you can also check us out and follow us on Twitter at We Talk Games on Twitter. Couldn't be any easier. Our name is our address. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pick the game uh, Bang Busters. Here we go. Oh, wait, was this also called Bang Busters? <laughs> I don't know, was it? <laughs> Are you ready to kick out the devil from Palua? No. Doesn't have it. No, that's not it. Gangbusters. No, that ain't Gangbusters. Well, it looks like Gangbusters is the same game, though. Yeah. Zupapa. And don't forget, you could get Zupapa Joe at Southtown for $3. <laughs> it's just the insert for your uh, your case. I don't believe I'm asking this, but who won? Pick of the buck. Here I go. I won. Yeah, surprise. Uh-oh. There you go. Wow. Hey everybody, oh my god, we gotta go! Oh, and before I forget, I have a Kickstarter happening right now. Did I tell you about this? Do you mean that you'll be remiss if you don't tell us? I will be remiss if I don't <laughs> tell you about this Kickstarter. Arcado, a limited edition tee that, yes, I designed. Much in the same vein of the 25T, which is still available at WeTalkGames.com Pro Gear Store. Uh, but this is a little different. This one is uh, celebrating the heyday of the arcade in the 80s, and it features some of the most iconic and some of the more obscure characters to come out of those games. You know what? What? Elephants are smart. Yeah! Hey, I'm going to get them. What's that? Elephants? Yeah. No! You're... You're, uh... Kickstarter. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, so I'll go over it real quick. There's 26 different games represented in my style. If you're not familiar with my style, again, check out the 25T. It's kind of like a doodly. People have compared it to graffiti or street art. I kind of call it like a, a subconscious doodling with freehand geometry because I like to make it as complex and uh, annoying to say as possible. <laughs> there is uh, a bunch of different levels that you can pledge at, and all of them have physical, tangible rewards. Starting at $5, you can get a postcard from me. At $10, you can get a poster that's signed and numbered. At $18, you can get the T. At $25, you can get the T and the poster. At $35, it's my crazy Gideon's deal of the day. You can get two T 
t-shirts and the poster at 50 bucks you'll get the tea and you'll also get the poster and you'll also get a one-of-a-kind doodle that i did as a part of my 2013 doodle a day mm. and then for a hundred bucks i will craft you your own piece off of a plank of wood that will be at least seven inches by 23 inches in length mm. and uh, i will ask you five questions you will respond to me in those five questions and from those answers i will make you your own custom doodle it will be stained seal it will be suitable for hanging this sounds unbelievable the easiest way to find it is go to kickstarter.com and search search arcado that's a-r-k-a-d-o and you'll find it right away because it's the only thing listed as arcado that's hot for the kids with the k yeah people love esperanto indeed and you may throw in like a sunbeam bread mini catcher's mitt okay yeah hey oh yeah i don't even know what uh what game uh, did any of us pick a game for next week i thought that was on you oh you thought i was gonna do that yeah all right i'll give you a game uh, oh boy the last time you gave us a game i believe it was wall street <laughs> i think that was it all right sink what's our hint i guess all right here's the hint for uh-huh. next next week's game play along everybody I'm going to send you an email with the hint. <laughs> How are people supposed to play along if you send wait. us an email? That's a great yeah. hint. I can't great wait. Great clue. Hopefully, TT can clue us in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Oh, with the music. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And now TT Schmookins will give her We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Pickety Buck Arcade Game Audio Clue for next week. Hello, I am Titty Scrootkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Pick a D-Buck, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, geeks. Well, that sort of clears things up. I know, I think I know what game that is. I'm sure. Join us for the next All You Can Eat episode of We Talk Games. Game over.